Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the last chapter, we heard Guru Hargobind's third wedding with Mata Mahadevi, who's later more formally called Mata Murvahi because her clan was from the Murvaha clan. And the last chapter ended with Guru Hargobind arriving back in Amritsar to the great excitement of everybody in the city. Guru Hargobind, after spending a little bit of time in the residence, goes to the Akal Takat, where a divan is set up. And that's actually how chapter 54 begins, describing how as Guru Hargobind is sitting there in the divan, somebody brought the Guru's firstborn, Baba Gurdita, over to the Guru, who's still a toddler. Guru Hargobind cuddled the young Gurdita, bringing him close to his chest and speaking very sweetly to him. Guru Hargobind in the divan gave all the respect to those present, the Sikhs, the warriors, and the Masans. And after some time, Guru Hargobind then went back to his residence to a feast which had all sorts of great food. In the evening time, when the sun was setting, the city was lit up. Everyone began lighting up lamps. It became like a rosary of lamps flowing through the city. Wherever you would look, you would see lamps. All around Harmandar Sahib, there was clarified butter lamps lit and placed there, even through the streets and the alleyways of the city. So in this way, Guru Hargobind spent the night there, sleeping soundly. But they would wake up during the night, in the last phase of the night, before sunrise, and would bathe. At that time, the Rababis had already started the Ballad of Hope, Asadivar, and the battle cries of victory were sounding off, taking the true name, Satanam, in contemplation. Guru Hargama was seated there in the Divan, in the congregation. Countless Sikhs came to receive the divine wisdom from the Guru. In this manner, a great amount of months passed by in the various great plays and adventures of the true Guru. When many months had passed, Mata Damodri became pregnant again. Just a side note here, so Guru Hargobind's firstborn, Baba Gurudatta, was also born to Mata Damodri. So when Mata Damodri was pregnant after some months, she gave birth to a daughter, a daughter who was more blessed and fortunate than any other in the world. Mata Ganga, Guru Hargobind's mother, saw her granddaughter and was thinking and named her Viro. Mata Ganga took great care of Mata Damodri as well, with great love just like her own daughter. Every now and then, Mata Ganga would take her granddaughter, Viro, in her lap and play with her. She would say, You've been born into the house of the Guru. What great fortune you must have. Time passed. When Diwali arrived, great amounts of congregation arrived to bathe in the Srovar at Amritsar to receive the Darshan, the Divine Sight, from Darbar Sahib, where they would go and listen to Gurbani, Shabd Kirtan, with great love in their heart. Guru Hargama would sit at the Akal Takat holding his great court sessions there. Sikhs would bring their offerings for the Guru and ask the Guru to fulfill their desires, which were all fulfilled. Guru Hargobind would also bless and bestow great virtues to Sikhs. To some, they would give the blessing of devotion within their mind that they would forever contemplate on the true name. In others, the Guru would bless great wisdom within their heart, giving them great faith and understanding of their true form, what they really were which enabled those six to separate themselves from their body, not having any ego or pride associated with their body. They were no longer bound and attached to the fruits of any action. Countless six came to perform seva, selfless service there. In doing so, these very fortunate six would tear up any bondage with the world. Such was a state that those who came would either be liberated or would have all of their desires fulfilled, placing them in such bliss. Guru Hargama would also 
go out into the forest to hunt, having a great interest, desire, and practicing the science of weapons and warfare. Brande Khan had grown to be a great warrior, and Guru Hargobind would greatly enjoy their time together. Sometimes they would get these two massive buffaloes and face them off against each other, have them ram each other. When they would smash against each other with their horns, at that moment Brande Khan would step up, grab both of them by the horns, and with such strength, those buffaloes wouldn't be able to step back. He'd just hold them in place. Who could estimate just how strong Pernikhan was? At that point, he would throw them back, these buffaloes, by the horns. And the buffaloes would just stand there at a loss. Thousands would come just to watch these feats of strength. And they would all just be blown away by this show of strength. They began saying things that, you know, there's nobody in the world as strong as Pernikhan. And this praise spread across the land and into foreign lands even. Everybody hearing these stories would just be so amazed. Many people came just to watch him train. They'd get to see this massive, strong, built warrior pick up these extremely heavy-weighted clubs. Each would weigh around 360 pounds. He would pick these up, spin them around for exercise, and then chuck them down. Day by day, Guru Hargobind looked ever more pleasantly towards Bendikhan. With such a graceful glance, he would test Bernikhan's strength. The congregation would come from far off lands and give very rare and exquisite items as offerings to the Guru for their own liberation. And the Guru would then give these items to Bernikhan, who by showing the Guru his strength, pleased the Guru very much. Whether it was great amounts of money, clothes or weapons, Guru Haragwin would give all of these to Bernikhan. And he would give Bernikhan the best food to make sure his strength would increase as well. Guru Hargobind would have Bernikhan sit close to him. The Guru would feed him. They would warm up condensed milk and put in it all sorts of nuts like almonds. They would put fruits in as well. Every day Guru Hargobind would give great amounts of this rich food to him. Bernikhan would eat well and then later do his exercise routine. He'd work out by doing squats and push-ups, dandbatkan along with spinning these weighted clubs around. The ground underneath Bernikhan, when he would just be training and spinning these heavy weighted clubs, used to sink in and create these potholes. With this type of training, his body became very hard and large, like a trunk of metal. Bernikhan could just grab a horse and not let it go. The horse, no matter how strong it was, wouldn't be able to move. He could take a silver coin and with his thumb, he'd be able to wipe off the markings of the front of it. And when practicing swordsmanship, no one was able to stand in front of him. Guru Hargobin would then show his strength in wrestling against Pandekhan. It would pin Pandekhan down on the ground, removing his pride. In great shame, though, he would still say, you know, there's no one as strong as me. No one else could be able to stand with me without retreating. Who could endure my strength? They wouldn't survive. Even if they had armor on them, they wouldn't be able to subdue me and remove my ego about my strength. Guru Hargobind is just using miraculous powers, miracles, at his hand to subdue me and make me a loser. So this is how Pernikha's hankar, his ego, ever increased, thinking that no one else was as strong as him. The Sikh congregation would come from domestic and foreign lands to see Pernikha and Guru Hargobind training. And in this way of martial training, much time passed with Guru Hargobind revealing his wondrous adventures. Sometime later, Mata Marvahi, also known as Mahadevi, she became pregnant and gave birth to a beautiful boy who looked like the sun. Mata Ganga heard this and was so happy. 
Throughout the city there were celebrations. All sorts of drums and bells were being played and in countless ways this was celebrated. Great amounts of money was given out to charity and really, really fancy flower ornaments were placed on the top of the door to signify the birth of a kid in the house. So great amounts of these garlands were placed over the doors which had mango buds, flowers, and, and green leaves on them as well. Mata Ganga said to her son, Guru Hargobind, now think of this time, let's celebrate in countless ways. So Guru Hargobind agreed to this and then thought about the name. He said, this baby who was born to Mata Murvahi, their lineage will grow greatly in the world. The sun was so strong, it was an auspicious time astrologically for the sun. So for this reason, we'll call him Surajman. So the family performed all the ceremonies their family would perform, and the bells and drums were sounding off in great happiness. After Surajmal's birth, Mata Nanaki, the second wife of Guru Hargobind, had a desire for a kid as well. At some point, when Guru Hargobind was alone and seated, Mata Nanaki went and stood in front of Guru Hargobind in a type of shame, clasping her hands together. Guru Hargobind looked over and saw her and asked, Nanaki, what desire do you have in your heart? What's on your mind? Listening to this, Nanaki said, Guru Hargobind, you know everything. You know all the secrets of everyone's heart. But if you ask, I'll tell you. Both of my co-wives, they've had kids. That's why I also have this desire in my heart. Guru Hargobind was pleased and said, Oh, Nanaki, I've come to know just how fortunate you are. Your kids will be far greater than theirs. And your glory and their glory will spread so vastly. So Mata Nanaki heard this, was so happy, she clasped her hands together, she bowed down to the ground. And after some time, after some days, she became pregnant. Spending nine months in this way, there were maids, midwives who helped Mata Nanaki during her pregnancy. And one day, she gave birth to a son, and all her worries were removed. Mata Ganga saw the birth of another son and began celebrations and great happiness. She remembered what her husband, Guru Arjun Devji, told her so sweetly. And now... That saying was appearing truthful and fruitful, which made her so happy. Mata Ganga was remembering the lines, Vadi vel bahupiri chali taramakala harabanda bahali. That the vine has grown and shall last for generations. The vine of the Sodis, the Sodi lineage. And taramakala harabanda bahali, the Hari, the Parameshwar of the divine, has tied and seeded the power of Taram with these generations. This is written in Rag Asa on Ang. 396, written by Guru Arjan Dev Ji. So Mata Ganga gave out great amounts of charity to all those, the unfortunate people of uh, Amritsar. And the drums of celebration were sounding off at the door of the residence of the Guru. Such great celebrations on celebrations were coming into the Guru's house and everybody watching these were just in such bliss. The congregation would say, wow, the Guru's family is multiplying, getting bigger and bigger. This is how the congregation was blessing the family with such sweet words. So the family in every way celebrated in the best ways and in every house in Amritsar, people were making prashad to distribute. Mata Gangaji came to Guru Hargobin and asked, O oh son, tell us the name of this new son. The exalted Guru Nanak has been so graceful upon us to expand my family in such a way. So Guru Hargobin then began to think in his heart and said, his name should be Anirai. And listening to this, everybody loved it. From all corners of the congregation, people began enjoying and celebrating. And that's how chapter 54 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear of the engagement of Guru Hargobind's eldest son, Baba Gurditta, 
So just as a uh, recap so far, out of the three wives, we now have four kids born. Mata Dmodri, the eldest, the first wife, gave birth to Baba Gurdita, that's the firstborn. Earlier in the episode, we heard that she gave birth to a daughter named Viro. The recent wife thereafter, Mata Marvahi, who we heard of her marriage recently, also named Mahandevi, she gave birth to a son named Surajmal. The second wife of Guru Hargobind, Mata Nanaki, just now gave birth to Anirai. So for clarity on the family tree, you can go to our website, surajpodcast.com, click the supplemental materials page. If you scroll down, you'll find a chart of the Guru's family tree. So we'll hear in the next episode how this tree continues to expand with the engagement of the young Baba Gurdita. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Ah!